host, Sean Aaron, and welcome to Them Boys Inc. Podcast. This show is a platform where trans men of color voices can be amplified as we share our transitional stories and many other issues that are relatable to trans men of color in our existence. This show is not only to amplify our voices, but to raise awareness and conversation around our lived experiences. Welcome to Them Boys Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Aaron. And with this episode, I'm going to talk about and reflect on 10 years since I transitioned. So if you follow me on Instagram or not follow me, but yeah, follow me, my personal page, or if you follow Them Boys, you would know that uh, we've been celebrating, collectively been celebrating. I've been celebrating on my own. And then with the organization, we've been celebrating um, my 10-year transition anniversary. So we started off uh, February 1st, and we counted down 10 days up until the actual anniversary date, which was February the 11th. So 10 years ago, I started T on February the 11th. So I originally was supposed to start tea on February the 10th. <laughs> so I went to the doctor, got everything I needed, met with the nurse practitioner. I got all my syringes and my tea vials and all of that. Uh, the nurse, she showed me how to use it, how to do it, showed my partner how to do it, how to help me. And I went home. I was so damn excited. I got all my vials, all my syringes and just laid out on the bed with them. And then the next thing I know, it was the next day. <laughs> so I was so overwhelmed and so excited that I didn't even take it that day. My body was so, my nervous system was so activated that I just shut down. And so I didn't actually start until the 11th. So each day of February, starting with February the 1st, them boys uh, honored my 10-year transition anniversary by posting certain aspects of my transition Something was like a different fact each day. So if you if you don't follow uh, them boys uh, on Instagram or Facebook, be sure to go check that out so you can go back and look at the 10 days of all the things that we reflected on um, over those 10 days up until the 11th. Right. And so also within that, um, we had a fundraiser where we were trying to raise a thousand dollars to mark um, the transition anniversary. And so out of the thousand, we raised $382. And so, which is great. And I want to say at this, you know, take this time to say thank you to everyone who donated. Thank you to everyone who shared the fundraiser and everyone who liked a post or made a comment or anything like that. Right. And so, um, all of the money, the the $382, excuse me, that was raised during that time is going to go into our gender affirmance surgery grant fund. So that would be when we open up the application in 2023, that amount will be put into that pot um, to give out as awards uh, for folks to get uh, gender affirmance surgeries. So I'm so excited about that. And um Within this episode, like I'm just thinking of like, it's so many things that I can really just go over that has transpired over the last 10 years. Because it to me, right, like when I first started, I, I never thought that I would be where I am today. So to, it like 10 years flew by real quick. It's almost like a blip. And it's like, you know, on Instagram, I saw um, a post and they were asking a 90 year old. Uh, not she was in her 90s. She was 90 something, actually. You know how they always ask older individuals like, hey, you know, how do we live to be nine? You any advice for folks to live to be 100 or 92 or however old, you know, the person is. And 
you know, older folks usually give their little advice, no smoking, no drinking, you know, different things, no eating meat, whatever they say. Right. I've heard like different um, translations of this by different folks. Right. And this particular woman said, celebrate the small moments in your life, because when you look back on them, you will realize that they were actually giant moments. And so if you think about that, that's powerful, right? Because when you think, you know, now that 10 years later, all those little small moments that I didn't think of or that I might have forgotten or the little nuances of transitioning, right? The things that happen to your body or your voice or any of those things, right? Don't don't forget to celebrate them because they all equal up into the larger the larger picture. So which is me now, right? So all those little things, even the things that I liked about my transition when I first started T or things that I didn't like or did like, or didn't know I was, didn't feel any kind of way about it. It all is compiled together and it makes who I am today right here in 2023, 10 years later. Right. So when I first started T, I actually started a, um, and, and let's get this straight, right? Medically transitioning, and identifying as a trans masculine individual is what I identify as he, him, his. And in no way am I saying in order to identify as trans that you have to go down the same path that I did or other folks did. You know, some folks may not want hormone therapy and that's perfectly okay. It has nothing to do with your, your gender identity, right? So this is just my, my, my truth. And so when I first started, I started a, a, uh, YouTube page. <laughs> so if you go on our um, link in description on Instagram on them boys, you click on there and then there is a link that'll sit, take you to my old uh, YouTube page. And so my idea was I want, I wanted to monitor my transition and stages and share that with folks, right? Because 10 years ago, YouTube wasn't what it is today and and social media isn't what it it is today. And so when I went looking for other trans men of color to kind of like see about their experiences, I didn't find many. So I was like, I know if I'm looking for it, there's other guys out there that's looking for it and the folks out there that's looking for it. And I wanted to be, uh, I wanted to provide that, right? And so I started the YouTube channel. I started to uh, monitor and kind of like not monitor, but like video record once a week um, of my changes or how I felt about certain things. And my wife at the time, she got on there. My son, there's actually an interview on there with me and my son. He was talking about um, how it felt to have a, a transparent. Right. I didn't I didn't have that many videos. If you want to go check it out, go check it out. Um, it, there's not really that good quality, right? I didn't have like this banging, uh, vlogging camera, <laughs> you know, I just had a, a fairly cheap, like camcorder and I recorded it and I didn't do much editing. I'm not an editing person, but you know, um, you could get the kind of like the gist of things. Right. So I spoke a lot about after I had top surgery. So I, I thought I was going to do every week, but then I realized as I began to change, I actually wasn't comfortable with my changes. And so I actually kind of backed out of recording because I didn't want people to actually, I wasn't ready to share those parts of myself that I didn't like yet. And so the YouTube channel didn't take off and I didn't record enough content 
for it to go anywhere. Um, but if you would like to see the few videos that I did post on there, yeah, go ahead and go check that out. So um, when I think about like all the things that I like about my transition when I first began to like notice my changes was my voice, right? <laughs> and then at first, which is so crazy because when I first, before I even started to, I was like, I don't want to lose my voice. I, I just, I mean, I already thought I had a little sexy little voice. <laughs> before before tea and I was like I don't want to lose my voice but then as time went on I was kind of like hmm it used to be that uh I think it was a song uh Tiger I think had a song at the time I think it was called Rack City and and so in the song he say Rack Rack City bitch Rack excuse the language but he was just like Rack Rack City and I was like oh I want my voice to sound like that so then I became obsessed with okay now my voice is going to change I want it to sound like this Right. And so um, that was one of the things. And like now I, I just now I'm like really starting to appreciate it, like how my voice sound and who I am. It's distinctive if you don't know me, but it's this, it, it, but I feel like it's kind of like the same if you do know me, because, yes, is while it's deeper than it was before. Of course, my pronunciation of words is the same. And the way I speak is the same, right? My personality is the same. And so if you know me, know me, you kind of like, oh, OK, that's that's just shine. Right. And so another thing that I kind of liked about my changes were was my physique started to change. So growing up, I've always was like bottom heavy and I used I kind of got teased right it, about being bottom heavy. And it was like a, a part of me that I, you know, I hated. <laughs> I really always hated it. I would always hate one thing I really would hate. Like as I was growing up, I hated walking walking towards a mirror like like floor like standing mirrors i hated walking towards a mirror because that really showed um my bottom area and like how wide my hips were and all of that so like when i first started to i like you know after a while this is this didn't happen right immediately like it wasn't like after my first shot and i'm like boom everything changed no right for folks who want to start um medically transitioning with hormone therapy it takes a while for things to kind of like kick in right so like they say like six to six to nine months your voice start to change and which is true right if you go back to my episode uh episode seven had episode about transitioning at work and then i talked about that about how my voice began to change and how um when people started to notice something about me um but it took a while for things to, to take shape, right? So my body didn't really start to shift and change to probably about a year, a year and a half. And I was like working out crazy, right? I've always, I, I talked about this too, about how I was always obsessed with like certain physiques. And I was always a bodybuilding fan um, since I was a kid because one of my uncles was uh, into bodybuilding. So I always loved it. So I always thought, even right now, even right now, like I feel like I'm I'm like the buffest dude. I got the biggest traps, the biggest lats and biceps and all that. And really, I don't. <laughs> but that's how I feel. Right. And so when my body started to change, that was something that I really like. Right. The, the, the changes of the fat to muscle distribution and how. Um, your body just shifts and changes as the hormones, uh, regulate it within your body. Right. And so I, I really enjoyed that part of it. Hey, this is Sean Aaron, the host of them boys podcast. Are you enjoying the podcast so far? Great. I'm glad that you are. 
Would you consider donating today to help support the continuation of this podcast? As you know, this podcast aims to serve as a platform to highlight and amplify the voices of trans men of color and share our transition stories. The podcast not only aims to amplify trans men of color voices, but it also raises awareness around our lived experiences. You would like to donate? Where can you donate? Great. I'm glad that you asked. Link in our description will take you directly to Network for Good, whom we've partnered with in order to collect donations for the podcast. Or you can visit our website. On the website, click the donate button. And from there, you are able to donate directly to the podcast. All donations are tax deductible. What does the donations go to? Oh, I'm glad that you asked. Your donation will help to support our production costs. We are working with Jasmine from Pink Lady Productions that brings you this awesome content. And also, we pay our guests an honorarium. Pay our guests an honorarium? Yes, we do. Why? Because as trans men of color, we would like to support and uplift each other and honor the time that's given out to come here and share their stories. So if you love this podcast, share and donate. See you on the next episode. Take care. And so now that I think about it, when I look at how my body is now, and it's like, you know, of course, right? I see something. I see things in my body that other folks probably don't see. So sometimes I'll tell somebody, oh, look, I'm still bottom heavy. And they'd be like, where? Where? I don't see it. Right. But in my mind, because I'm the same person in my mind, I've been living with myself for 40 years. So I'm like, I see it. You know, and I have to kind of like get out of that, that part and, and to, to, to celebrate the small moments, right? Like I was talking about earlier. So celebrating the fact that I don't look the way I look and stop thinking that you do because you don't. So the physique, my physique changing was one of the things that I, I really liked. And also like um, my strength level changed, right? So as time went on, I mean, I used to be I don't want to say I've I've worked out for many years, but I never was able to push as much weight as I can push now. And it's none of your business how much weight I can push. So I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> if you want to come see me, we can we can we can go hit up a gym together and we could try that out. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, and anyway, I don't really count either. I just know I'm stronger than I used to be. And maybe I put a plate or two or three or four on there and do what it do. Right. And and I realized that and I, I used to feel so guilty. I used to feel so guilty. I know in um, episode 13, reaching back through philanthropy and actualization of them boys on that episode, I talked about my career choice uh, prior in life. And and if you don't know, then go back and listen to that episode. I talked about it a lot, but I used to have to take physical agility tests. And before I transitioned. One of the parts in this uh, physical agility test was jumping over a six foot wall and before transitioning. So in, 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 a, in a more feminine body, I could never jump over this damn wall. And that used to piss me off. I used to be so pissed off. I'm like, I've been working out for weeks. I've been running. I've been trying. And then. I would never do it in practice either, but I was just like, okay, maybe the drilling and drilling would take over while I'm doing this uh, agility test and I'm a leap over this wall and I could never do it. Now, don't get me wrong. There were other women or feminine folks that did make it across the wall. So now I'm not going to say that all 
non-masculine folks couldn't make it over the wall. And there was also some masculine folks who couldn't make it over the wall, just like I couldn't, right? And so, and I'm talking about cisgender males and other masculine identified folks who couldn't get over the wall too, but it was more uh, women or feminine identified folks who couldn't, right? Which is so crazy because once I started T, so six months after starting T, I had a I had a physical physical agility test that I went to go take. I cleared that wall first try, scared the shit out of myself because <laughs> I spent so many years trying to get over that wall that I, I, I noticed my strength and I pulled myself over the six foot wall. I'm only five, three. So, you know, you got to You got to get a running start. They give you like a little running start. And some people are tall, right? They could just jump up and grab the top of the wall and then just swing their legs over. I, I'm five three. I couldn't do that. So I had to run, but use my foot midway up the wall to boost myself with my, so I can get my hands at the top of the wall. And then from there, I would use my upper body shoulder strength to lift myself up high enough so that then I could swing my little short leg, <laughs> little short leg over and then jump down the rest of the, of the end. Right. I did it so quick, scared the shit out of myself, but I was so happy. But then I felt guilty. I'm like, damn. And I started to think about it and I start looking back at all the folks who didn't jump over or who couldn't make it. And it was right. All the, the women or feminine identified folks. And I felt so guilty. Like I felt for a long time, I felt like, oh, damn, I cheated, <laughs> you know, and not and I didn't think of it like, oh, I'm living in my truth and this is who I am. And 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 I made it, you know, for other reasons. But I just felt so guilty. So I, but that was that moment where I realized like, oh, my body really didn't change. You know, I'm looking different and I got strength. And I'm able to pull myself over this wall when I've been working on this for years. Right. So that was like one change um, that I that I like. And the, one, so some of the things I went down a whole list. Right. Because when you meet with the doctor, they tell you these are the things that's going to change, blah, blah, blah. It's not the same for everyone. Some it can be more extreme than others. Right. Like facial hair. They say, yes, you could grow hair normally that you in places that you normally wouldn't grow hair. And some people don't, right? Some people just genetically cannot grow facial hair and that's just it, right? So it all depends. But I was like, that was the one thing I was like, I do not want that. I don't want facial hair. I was like, I got this smooth skin. I finally cleared up all my acne after all these years of being a teenager with a lot of acne. I was like, I don't want no hair, right? And woe and behold, guess what? I grew, started to grow facial hair. And it wasn't until like recently, probably like maybe about a couple of months ago that it's just finally, right, 10 years on that I can actually probably let it grow out and it actually would connect. But now I'm like, I don't, you know, if folks have seen me, pictures of me, my head is actually shaved bald to the skin. I've been doing that for probably about eight or nine years. And so I kind of like my face to match. So I like my skin on my face to be clean, just like on my head. So I don't really like hair, facial hair. But I realized that it's something about me that I could do that once before in my life I couldn't do. So I don't even know if I like it or if I dislike it. I know that I currently have like skin thing issues. So I have like a little like psoriasis in my head and sometimes I get it on my face. So actually I don't grow hair on my face or my head because it would irritate that condition. And so I just keep it shaved. Right. So I'm not sure if I like it or not. I haven't never grown it out enough to know, but now, uh, (laughs) 
a little transparency as 40. I kind of got that male balding pattern in my head. So I can't even grow hair if I wanted to on my head at the top at least. So I, I just keep my head shaved now before some people be like, oh, you shaved your head because you was going bald. No, let's get this right. I did not shave my head because I was going bald. I shaved my head because it started off with a dare from my son. And he was like, I dare you to just shave your head off ball. And I was like, I'm doing it. And I did it and I loved it. And then I just, I thought I looked good with it. And I just stayed with that. It was easy to maintain and all of that. So I don't know how I feel about facial hair, but I grow hair everywhere else, like crazy, like my chest, my back, and just, uh, and I still not really sure if I like it or don't like it. I know for sure, right, that I don't like hair on my back. So I'm, when I go into the to the dislike section of things that I reflect on over these 10 years of what I dislike. And the one thing is hair uh, on my back. Um, when I first um, as the T, I was on a regular, regular regimen with it. Um, I started to get a lot of acne back. <laughs> I felt very self-conscious as a teenager because I had really, really, really bad acne as a teenager. And I would get teased about my acne and I would have like like whitehead acne. That's how bad it was, right? You see those little uh, commercials where they show teenagers with red, bumpy skin. Like that was me. And I felt so self-conscious about it that I was, that I had acne and I would get teased and I hated it. So to, in the moment of transparency, this was one of the reasons why I really stopped the YouTube video because I was triggered because I did start to get a lot of acne and I was like, I can't get in front of the camera like this. And I, and I felt some kind of way about it. And I wasn't ready to share that, that piece of me with the world because I, you know, and I talk about therapy all the time, right? I hadn't faced that part about me. I hadn't worked through that trauma of how I felt about my body or how I felt about certain aspects of me or how I felt about things that, um, how I felt about my body because other people made me feel bad about my body, right? I had never processed that. So that was one of the reasons why I kind of like shied away from the camera. And then also like I, I got a lot of back acne, like bad, like really, really bad. I still got pictures of it. It was so bad. You would have thought I had the measles. That's how bad it was. And it was just constantly itching to where I would like cry because I can't reach it. You know, like how can I scratch my own back all day? Like that's just impossible. It was just an impossible thing to deal with. And that was like one of the things I hated. And, and I even started to regret. I was like, did I make a mistake? Did I do the wrong thing? You know? And then I was like, you know, I had to realize like, uh, and I remember going to my doctor and I went to the dermatologist and like all of these things. And um, and my doctor just saying, like, you know, that's just a part of it. Right. Your body is getting used to the hormones. Your body is getting used to the hair probably is why I had the bumps. It's almost like a, a, a toddler growing teeth. Right. It's painful because hair was coming out of places that it never came before. My skin was like, uh, uh I don't like this. So I'm just going to itch. <laughs> so that was like. That was really bad for me. That was like one of the things that I think back now. And I and I really wish I would have enjoyed that little moment and not been so traumatized by it because, right, it makes up the larger picture. It makes up who I am now, right? And so it's like, so I should have celebrated that little moment. Like, oh, I got a little bit of hair, but no, I didn't. And which is crazy, a moment of truth. Like I grew hair on my chest when I was a teenager. 
<laughs> which is so crazy. So it's like the universe already knew which direction I was going in, I guess. And the universe was like, boom, here, I'm gonna give you a little head start. <laughs> so when, when I was a teenager, I used to grow a little hair on my chest. And I remember asking my mom, I was like, uh, mom, I'm like, I got hair on my chest. What should I do? Should I shave it? She was like, no, don't shave it. Just leave it. Because if you shave it, it's going to grow back even more wild. And you don't want hair on your chest. Right. I mean, at that time, I was like, well, you know, I guess I'm going to say as a, a feminine, I didn't, I was never feminine. I was always masculine, but I was like, okay, I guess that's not what girls or women should have on anybody. I don't know. I wish people wouldn't even today, I wish people would not police other people's bodies and their own and hair. Hey, if somebody want to grow hair out on their body, let them people grow hair. Let the person grow hair out on their body. Who gives a fuck? We need to stop policing people, right? But I, I felt at that time, like people were going to police me. And I was like, oh, this is just going to be one more thing for somebody to tease me about. So I'm going to shave it. And so I did shave it. And my mama was right. She said that you shave it was going to come back and it came back wild. Like I was like, yeah, like I had already had hormones in my body, like it grew back wild. So I ended up as a teenager, probably 15, 16 years old. I just shaved it all the time because I didn't want it to poke out through my shirt. Right. Or that you could see it on my shirt. I just didn't want to be teased. So I stayed, tried to stay um, under the radar with that. Right. Oh, and I'm thinking too, like, right. Another thing that I really hated when I first started T now that I'm reflecting on it is, okay. So before I was always the type of person, you know, um, for folks that listen to previous episodes, I always identified before as a lesbian. So I always liked I always like to smell good. I still like to smell good now. So don't don't get it twisted. If I ever walk by, you'd be like, that man smell good as hell. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> but I like always like to smell good. Right. And I used to always like use like those. Uh, I don't know what you call them, like artesian soaps. And I would have the different scented lotion because I just want to smell fresh. I like to smell clean. And I think it's also right um, when I talked about in episode three of surviving homelessness. I think that's also. Um, a response from that. So I didn't ever wanted to feel unclean again because I spent uh, many years um, not being able to be cleaned, um, not on purpose, but if you listen to that episode, you'll, you'll learn why. Um, so I would always use different soaps. I could use any kind of old deodorant. I can go a day without a deodorant. I was cool, you know, but I still smell good. And, and I like to use like um, certain body soaks and but then when I began to medically transition and I started tea, <laughs> that was a whole nother ball game. Like I really had to learn my body all over again. And I remember the first time I, after probably about the fourth or fifth, between the fourth and the sixth month, my body, I noticed my body and I was like, oh shit, is that me smelling like that? Oh no. <laughs> I would have a fit. So I would take so many showers, but I couldn't kind of like get that, you know, they call it, I guess, like a man scent. Like I couldn't get that scent off of me. I literally tried every deodorant there is, every deodorant. And 
nothing would work. So I would just buy deodorant, use it for a couple of days, toss it because it didn't work. So if I was if I would go to the gym and if I was musty at the gym, oh, that ain't for me. Right. Or if I went to work and I go smell my pits that were, oh, no, it ain't for me. So I got to a point where I was taking deodorant with me because I wanted to make sure I would have to go in the bathroom, wash up real quick, reapply. So I went through almost every brand, every type of deodorant and nothing worked for me. Nothing. I can't use like those clear bars. I can't do any of that. Right. And so it took me years to finally figure out like the right deodorant for me that now I can wear and I'm okay. And it lasts me all day. Now I'm not talking about not taking a shower for two or three days or nothing like that. I'm just talking about something basic. Right. Um, But now I have to kind of like use like the 96 hour, uh, (laughs) which is wild 96 hours or 72 hour deodorant. Right. So that was like one thing that I disliked about myself in the beginning. But then I realized as I'm looking back in that moment of like, I had to learn myself in order to grow into who I am today. Right. Just that small thing of like finding the right deodorant for my body so that I can be the attractive chocolate man that I am am now, right? And smelling good. Like, that's that's just me. Hey, this is Sean Aaron. I'm the founder and executive director of Them Boys, Inc. I am also the host of Them Boys Podcast. As you may know, Them Boys provides financial assistance to trans men of color in order for them to obtain gender affirming surgery. We have great news. We're currently looking for volunteers to help support our programs. Our programs include our gender affirming surgery grant program and also our personal care package program. We personally curate packages filled with personal hygiene items, just to name a few things like tissue, soap, towels, toothpaste, and toothbrushes. We mail them out to trans men of color across the country who may be in need of help caring for their personal hygiene needs. We are looking for volunteers to help raise funds to support our programs. Also, we're looking for someone locally to the Bay Area to help us put all of the care packages together. If our mission is something that resonates with you and you would like to help support our work, just let us know. You can send an email to hello at themboys.org. That is H-E-L-L-O at D-E-M-B-O-I-S dot org. And we will get back to you with further details. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoy the next episode. And so outside of the mustiness and outside of the acne and the hair, there was like another thing that I didn't like about myself during the time now that I reflect back on it was like anger. I don't know like how many, I don't really hear folks talking about this as much about, you know, a lot of people always talking about all oh, the hair or the voice or all of that stuff, but I never really hear anybody talk about body scent. I never really hear anybody talking about um, acne. I rarely hear people talking about being angry either. So, right. If you think about it, it's almost like you're growing up twice. So you already went through puberty at one age. And so now for folks who don't know, I transitioned in my 30s. So I had already been through that. I'm 15, 10, 15 years from that. Right. Wait, probably 20. That's I'm going to say 20 years from that. Right. Because you go through puberty. What were you? uh, I don't know, 11 through what, 15, 16, 17 years old. Um, And I think they say it's longer for male than I'm not sure. Right. I won't even say that I know because I don't. I just know before I didn't understand shit. I was grown shit that I didn't like. Stuff was poking out that I know I didn't want, you know, menstrual cycle, all of that. All the stuff happened to me during my first growing up 
puberty that I didn't like. Now, this is a time when I'm in my 30s. I'm fully aware of my body. I'm fully aware of changes. So now it's almost like I'm watching myself go through puberty again, but intentionally going through puberty again, but able to control the outcome of my puberty, right? So, but the angry, I used to get so mad and so angry. And I don't know if it's because of like the the, the hormones are, re- are adjusting in your body or like, but it's just like puberty, right? We you know teenagers, they just raging out of control most of the time. I mean, I'm only saying that not all teenagers. So let me not say all teenagers, but I raised the child and those years were hell <laughs> of, of, yeah, just puberty in general. You know, teenagers think they know everything. Yeah, all of that, all of those things. Plus, you you frustrated because your body is changing. You don't know what the hell is going on. And you're trying to learn about yourself, who you like, who you're attracted to, navigating school, navigating homework, navigating all these different things in life. It's, it's, it's different for you, right? Because nobody's taking care of you. You're learning that one day I'm going to have to take care of myself. So it's stressful. And so I was learning all of these things about myself and I used to get so pissed off and I, and, and it was always like a certain day of the week. It was like that in-between day between my shots where I, I don't know, like my levels would sink really, really low. And I would just, I would flash. And I would, when I say flash, I mean, I would just get angry and I would just get mad at any old thing, you know? And it was just like, and it got to be like a joke in my house. And then my son was like, Oh, it's time for your shot, huh? Because you acting funny. <laughs> so it's like, and I and I got to a point where my partner was like, you know what? You need to kind of like check that because it's starting to become, you know, it's starting to become uncomfortable in the house for us because we don't know what to say to you because you're angry. And then I had to sit back and be like, oh, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't even realize that I was this angry teenager in the house. <laughs> right. And so I had to learn to check that. And I had to learn to, uh, why am I so angry and what's going on? And my body is changing and all these things and, and going through puberty. Right. And, and, and being angry for no goddamn reason. It was crazy. Um, but like, just thinking of like all these things that happen, um, and all this time. And so like, sometimes when people say, tell me like, oh, you know, I'm just beginning to medically transition any advice. I know one thing that I will say of my advice, I can't say a lot of things of advice because I can only, I can only tell you my truths and I can only share my side of the story. Technically, like really, I really believe that you have to individually go through it yourself to understand yourself. I can't give you all my secrets and and how I navigate. I could tell you a little bit. I can tell you the basics. I can tell you an outline, but I can't give you the full thing because my 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 experience won't be the same as your experience. Right. So one thing that I do always tell folks is to one monitor your voice, like listen to your voice, record yourself. So keep track of how your voice sound, because it got to a point in my life um, that I forgot what I used to even sound like. I have no, I had no idea. And the only reason why I know what I used to sound like, I never recorded it, but my YouTube video. And so uh, when I was reflecting on it, when I was doing this episode and when I went to upload the YouTube channel to the link tree, which is in our Instagram, uh, them boys Instagram bio. If you click on that link, that link tree, it'll t- you can find the YouTube link. That's when I re-listened to my voice and I was like, oh, I have forgot what I used to sound like. Oh, okay. So that's my advice. 
would be one to record yourself and like technology is so advanced now. So you could do it on your phone or however you want to do it. Right. Record yourself. And I don't want to say every month record yourself, but maybe maybe every two or three months record yourself and you will slowly notice like, oh, my goodness, the person that I used to sound like, I don't even sound like that no more. And so that would be my one thing that I would say. And then I always tell folks to mind your anger. Check yourself. I I always say that because um, especially if you have children at home, like you don't want to be this raging angry individual and and don't get me wrong it doesn't affect everybody the same so don't think that this is just my story and it you know i've heard on a few people say that that's what happened to them too right but it's like it's about being visible and so other folks can can know oh that really does exist that really does happen because it happened to shine and it happened to some other folks too so maybe it might happen to me i'm not sure but i want to be prepared for that moment so i always tell folks to be aware of that part and um Whatever you got to do not to be angry, you got to journal, you got to meditate, you got to talk to your, your, you know, your spiritual guide lead, leader or guider. I mean, you know, whatever. Um, I don't know. You need to read the Bible or the Quran or whatever it is that you do to feel at peace um, so that you don't flip out and, and be angry all the time. Um, then do that. And just, I guess, number three would be like, just record your journey in general, you know, um, share it, you know, special because you you will get to the point one day you'd be like, because even now, sometimes I'd be like, oh, I don't even remember what I used to look like. And then but I have pictures in my phone. Sometimes I go back and be like, oh, damn, I was cute. <laughs> damn, my skin was smooth. Yeah, that's when I didn't have, <laughs> you know, my face had changed. I had hair like it, it was crazy. I, so, you know, it's like. Uh, remember those moments because like you know just like that older person said celebrate those little moments because one day you will turn into the person that you are when you're 90 years old you want to have that opportunity to look back and say this is who I was and not just what you look like and not just what your voice sounds like but there's other things and sometimes that can change with with your medical transition or just your transition in general your mind your mind shifts or you, you know, you might separate yourself from toxic people and you surround yourself with more chosen family. And so like all these things shift and change, right? It changes who you are. It changes how you navigate in the world. It changes how you, how you relate to other people, how you talk, everything, right? So it's just like, you know, being mindful of that and just, you know, uh, just re- being celebrating in the little moments, celebrated in the little moments. So then when it gets to 10 years or two years or five years later, you're like, wow, all of that made me, made me who I am right now. Right. And all of these experiences and all of these things that I went through, and this is what I like, and this is what I don't like. And, and just really getting that opportunity to just learn yourself over again, right. Looking at yourself from the outside in and intentionally going through this process to be your authentic self. And so, yeah, so 10 years is a long ass time when you think about it. That's an almost teenager. <laughs> 10 years. Wow. Um, but yeah, so I also want to say again, thank you to everyone who donated uh, for our fundraiser celebrating my 10 year transition anniversary. Um, thank you for the folks that sent in messages. So there was uh, the boys posted in their story. Hey, what should Sean do to celebrate his 10 year on the day? So February the 11th, what should he do in celebration? And a few folks wrote in and, and, and 
one person said, uh, smoke a cigar. <laughs> and a fun fact about me, if you don't know, uh, I, I really love a good cigar every now and then. I don't smoke them as much, um, but maybe like once, twice, three times a month, I will. I'll have a nice cigar. I'll go outside and just sit and chill and have a cigar. So that's one of the things that I did do, actually, um, on the 11th is I, 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 I had to actually... Um, take care of some business. I think I went to work that day, actually. I had my full-time job. I went to work and I think I took, ah, yep, I did. I took it with me and I, and I had a quick little, went on my lunch break and sat outside and, and just relaxed and reflected on my life and my 10 years and, and just enjoy myself. And then another person, um, what they said really resonated with me. So I did this as well. They said, introduce your Old, your old self with your new self. I was like, whoa, that's powerful, right? And it's also, it ties into that celebrating those little moments, right? So it's like, I had to go all the way back 10 years ago, 10 years ago and say, hey, 10 year ago, Sean, how you doing? I'm Sean Aaron, nice to meet you. And I had to reintroduce, reintroduce myself and then also, my old 10-year-old self had to reintroduce myself to my, my current self because my old self said, hey, you forgot about me. You forgot, to, you forgot to celebrate me. You forgot to remember me. You forgot as you were growing and changing and shifting and moving, you kind of forgot about me. And you know, I was like, you know what? I, I sure did. Come on. Come up here with me. Come up here to 10 years. Right? So I'm, I am the sum of all things individually about me. And so those two things are the things that I did. And for the two folks that if you listen and that suggested those two things, thank you. Um, I, I did. I did those. And so, yeah, I'm so excited. I'm just excited to be who I am in this moment and in life. And if I could give people a little bit of advice, if someone is saying, hey, I'm I'm just starting out on my journey. And, you know, what do I have to look forward to? And I think that my bit of advice is look forward to 10 years, look forward to two years, look forward to three years, four years, five years. And it is possible to be a trans man of color and to survive and to thrive to, to 10 years and knowing that it's possible. And there's other folks out there, not just me, right? Because I mean, you're listening to me, but there are other folks that I even know personally that have been, have transitioned over 10 years ago. So. I stand as a possibility model, right? Like this is possible um, to live authentically as yourself. Um, and, and don't get me wrong. It's not all, it's not all gravy, right? It's not all cool. Everybody not going to agree. Everybody's not going to come with you on your journey, right? But it's possible to get there. It is possible. And you may have to look back and say, "Woo, I had to leave that person behind because they was toxic, but that's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm me and I'm, I'm happy now you know, and, and where I am now, haven't have left that person behind and, and, you know, everybody's not meant to go with you. And so, yeah. Um, so yes, I would like to say, I feel great 10 years out transition. I'm looking forward to five more years. I'm looking forward to 10 more years. I'm looking forward to 20 more years, um, living authentically as myself. And I encourage you to do the same. So once again, my name is Sean Aaron. He, him, his. Thank you for listening. 
Thank you for listening to today's show. Once again, I'm your host. My name is Sean Aaron. Be sure to like, be sure to share this show out with folks in your networks. If you would like to connect with us, be sure to follow us on Instagram or Facebook. You can also visit our website at demboys.org. That's D-E-M-B-O-I-S.org. If you think you will make a great guest on the show, or maybe you have a question for myself or a future guest that you would like to hear answered on the show, please send an email to hello at themboys.org. That's H-E-L-L-O at themboys.org. Until next time, take care. Thank you.